Grace to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. You may be seated. Antonin Plague. The Plague of Justinian. Leprosy. The Black Death. The London Plague. Smallpox. Cholera. Yellow Fever. Bubonic Plague. Spanish Flu. The HIV AIDS Pandemic. SARS. H1N1. Ebola. Zika Virus. Coronavirus. Cancer. What do all of these diseases and many more like them have in common? They have harmed the body, but they cannot touch the soul. And Jesus said in Matthew 10, verse 28, Do not fear those who can kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. So no more will the coronavirus be mentioned in this sermon. Once is enough, because there is something far more important to talk about and to hear about. It is always the most important thing that any person can hear about and talk about. And He is why you are here. He is Jesus. The world talks about so many other things, and yet it hardly ever speaks of Jesus, especially in the proper way. And while the church is to always speak of Jesus and to pay much less attention to all else. This is what the Samaritan woman at the well found out in her encounter with the Lord Jesus. The woman was following her normal, everyday routine. Water from a well within the town limits was a necessity a day-to-day -day practice for every person. But it was a nuisance, having to go so often for water to clean with, <clears throat> to cook with, to drink. And so when Jesus, sitting there by the well, asked the woman for a drink, she was stunned. Jews have no dealings with Samaritans, St. John tells us. And Jesus did not come there to that well, bringing even His own tools for drinking water from a well. And upon asking about this, Jesus answers the woman by saying to her, I can give you living water. Now, living water is an amazing thing in this earthly sense. It is constantly moving, so it is always of the freshest sort. Such movement helps to prevent stagnant water and discourages the buildup of impurities. And so opportunity to drink of the freshest water and never ever to thirst again, as Jesus said, 
count the Samaritan woman in. However, before indulging this woman's request for this water, Jesus switches gears on her, but with only the purest motives in mind. He tells her to call her husband to come to her for this water as well. Now, this is truly quite fascinating that Jesus, the the guest in this story there in Samaria, is behaving as a host. The woman then says she has no husband, and yet Jesus knows the truth. The man that she is currently living with is indeed not her husband, and she has had five husbands before him. Now, this sparks the woman to deduce in her mind that Jesus must be a kind of prophet. The prophets were, in the minds of the people, in the eyes of the people, amazing men with very powerful abilities, gifted by God. And so, the woman takes her opportunity to ask the ever-burning question, the ever-raging argument between Jew and Samaritan. Which is really the right place to worship? Mount Gerizim, sacred to the Samaritans? Or Mount Zion, Jerusalem, holy of holy for the Jews? And Jesus replies to her that neither is correct. The hour is coming, he says, when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. The hour is coming and is now here, Jesus says, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. What will bring about that time? What has brought about that time? As Jesus says, it is now here. It's Jesus. One must take into consideration Jesus' identity as the temple of God itself. God has always promised to dwell in the midst of His people, walking with Adam and Eve within the garden, the Ark of the Covenant sacred to the people, the tabernacle that moved with them through the wilderness, and the temple that was finally built as a stationary place in Jerusalem. They're all leading up to Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. And every place of true worship of the Father that exists in this world today must have Jesus at its center. And Jesus at the center of all true worship is because of what Jesus came here to do. His suffering, His death upon the cross paid the price for all sin. In His blood is the cure for our devastating spiritual condition. Our sickness, sin, is the disease that has infected 100% of the people. Sin is the disease that claims every last one. Even babies are conceived and born with it. The elderly still possess it to their dying breath. 
No one survives. The plague of sin. No one has made it through this life without suffering death. Except a select few, but only by God's good grace. But even Jesus, He who knew no sin in and of Himself, suffered real death upon the cross. He had to, so that He could defeat it, defeat death once and for all by coming back to life, by being restored from death and never to taste it again. And because of that death, and because of His resurrection, Jesus is true living water that never grows stagnant and never gets old. And all who come to Jesus, all who hear Jesus, all who believe in Him will have eternal life. That faith in Christ rightly receives the forgiveness of sins, which cleanses from all unrighteousness. The world, everything around us can hurt and harm this body, but it cannot kill your soul. God is still the one to fear in all of these things. He is still the one who sits on the throne in judgment over all. And He is still the one alone who is worthy of our praise, of our worship, of our allegiance. The true God alone is the one that we should be trusting in any and every and all circumstances. No, we're not free to put the Lord our God to the test, but we are still to love and to trust in God above all things. For He loves you so much that He sent His only begotten Son into this world to save you, not to condemn you. And that truth of Jesus Christ and of Him crucified. That is the truth of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. What He loves to bring into the hearts and the very minds of all people. And when you worship in Spirit, as Jesus said, it is not about a guttural, emotional response. Worship in the Spirit is not about speaking in tongues or having a personal moment with Jesus. Worship in spirit is worship in the truth, who is Jesus himself. And that truth remains all that Jesus has done for you, for your salvation, and all that he has taught us to do, to think, to believe, and confess. Right worship of Jesus, centered on his death and on his resurrection, fixed on the forgiveness of sins and on the life that is still to come, that is worship in the Spirit and in truth. And it does happen in all times and in all places. For the very temple of God is present in all times and in all places. For now, the temple of God is you, His baptized and dear people. The place where God's glory dwells here on earth. The presence of the water in the life of the church 
It's no coincidence, and it is no accident. God has always included the presence of water in the life of all things, especially that of His people. The Spirit Himself was present at the creation of all things, hovering over the surface of the waters. God Almighty surrounded His perfect Garden of Eden with four rivers filled with water. Water was the cleansing agent of all the world's wickedness and sin in the flood, foreshadowing the washing of holy baptism. God's people traveled through the Red Sea and through the Jordan River as exit from slavery and entrance into the promised land. And it is water that came forth from the rock there in the wilderness as the people were in need of that life-giving substance. And Paul identifies that rock in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. The rock was Christ. Baptism is drinking from the water of the rock, who is Christ. The Lord's Supper is drinking from the water of the rock, who is Christ and receiving the forgiveness of sins through the very Word of Jesus, is drinking from the water of the rock, which is Christ. Before the woman at the well left to tell everyone in her town about Jesus, she said that it would be the Messiah Himself who would come and tell all people all things. And Jesus said to her, Ego eimi. Yahweh is the one speaking to you. Jesus reveals to the woman right then and right there that He is God in the flesh. Her God. And the God of everyone. And the only God is the true Messiah. Jesus Christ is He. Worthy of our worship. Worthy of our praise, of our faithfulness in all times, even now, and in all places. For He alone has saved us from all sin, from death, from the very power of the devil, not with gold, not with silver, but with His holy, precious blood. And because you have drunk of Him, the living water from the true rock, you will live forever with Him. Amen. The peace that does pass all of our human understanding, guard and keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.